Hello and welcome to Modern Intuition Podcast with your host, Olivia Scott. In this podcast, we talk all things intuition, spirituality, manifestation, and the road to uncovering soul purpose. I will be chatting with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, business owners, and industry experts to hear their road to creating success and how intuition has played into that journey. We uncover practical tools and inspiration to use in our own modern day lives to create our own version of happy, high vibration living in alignment with our true authentic self. If you love today's episode, I would love it if you would share it with a friend, leave me a review or connect with me on Instagram and let me know what you think. Hey guys, Olivia here. I hope you are having a not too hectic start to your December. It has been a few months since I brought the last podcast episode and there's so much has happened in that time. It's insane. Um, So firstly, I'm really excited to be finally bringing you this episode because I spoke to Rukaya about six weeks ago and she's been someone who I've been wanting to get onto the podcast for a long time. And she is... Someone whose business I've been observing from afar from a while and just really enjoying and being quite fascinated by her curation process. So Rukaya is the founder of 4th Street Home, which is an online homewares boutique. But it's something about the way that she has brought together a very grounded, earthy approach to vintage homewares in this way that feels very minimal and chic and effortless. And what I was most excited to talk to her about was how she feels about objects in the home and how that affects us energetically. And this is something that I'm firsthand quite interested in because my mum is an interior designer and I've grown up around there being this deep understanding of how objects make us feel in the home and when I talk about home and interior design and furniture and things like this I think oftentimes people can think that that is a luxury or that to be able to even think about this is a privilege or that it needs to be a significant investment and the thing is and this is something that I've observed with my mum and the way that she's been an interior designer is that we haven't always had much money and she has had this incredible way of using objects or finding something that is unique or obscure from a vintage store or a garage sale or just picked up on the side of the road and has managed to turn it into this beautiful object in the home that has brought her so much joy and brought our family so much joy. And I've seen from my mum's eye for detail and this her expression of creativity she's managed to create the most luxurious experiences in our home because of her ability to refine things to know when to not put something in a space and to know when something is absolutely right and lights you up and she's only ever chosen things that has really really lit her up And there's been a process of discernment behind this in the sense where she said no to things that aren't quite right or are only 70% right or 50% right. And I think that this translates so much to life when we actually have this ability to say yes or no to anything. And something that might feel okay or feel kind of ho-hum or feel somewhat right but not fully 100% yes, sometimes we have a tendency to say yes to these things because we think that that's the best we're going to get or that we're not going to find anything else or that the thing that we really truly want isn't out there. And something that I've experienced with my mum is that she only ever has said yes to the things that has been a hell yes for her in her home and in her interior design process. And so... This, I believe, translates through the, to the home in an energetic sense of actually being or having the ability to be really lit up and expanded by our home. And this isn't a luxury or this, this isn't something that is only possible for people with disposable income. I think it's something that is unique to us all individually. And 
we all have our unique sense of style and I think that understanding our own style first and foremost then allows us to articulate ourselves through style or clothing or or home or music or whatever it is the way that we want to express ourselves but home our home environment what we place in our home has the ability to really allow us to feel ourselves so in today's episode we actually touch on how there is energy in everything and how to harness that energy to create the space that you do love being in and we talk about our favorite ways of how we express our own creativity and where where Rukaya draws her inspiration from because creativity needs inspiration right it's like the fuel to the fire and if we're not feeling inspired then we're not going to be feeling creative and we all get inspired by different things and for Kaya, she gets inspired by uh seeing things and looking at mood boards and, th- and instagram and things like that and i on the episode i'm not sure if i shared this or not but i often get inspired by looking at people's um kind of ways that they express themselves whether that's through their clothing or through their mannerisms or through their hair and I'm really intrigued by the way that people show up visually but in saying that and I get really inspired by people and I one of the, my simple guilty pleasures is just sitting in a cafe um, around Ponsonby which is where I live and just really admiring and looking at how people choose to put certain things together and, and I, I love that and I get really inspired by that and Um, I also get very inspired by homes, which is why I I love this subject so much. But with the episode today, we also dive into how she created her business and lessons she's had to learn and things she's had to overcome in order to get her business to where it is now. So my hope with this episode is that you will feel inspired and that burst of inspiration to understand first and foremost what your style is and how you can begin to translate that into all areas of your life and this isn't just about what is tangibly around us it's about how we feel as well and it's the six of one where when we create our environments around us to reflect the way that we want to feel then we start to feel that so getting clear with ourselves first about who we are and, and what our style is then starts to create that external experience but I do think as well it's important to try things on and sometimes we actually find what our style is the most or what we resonate with the most when we try on different things and I think it's sometimes really important to get a different haircut or try on an outfit that is completely outside our comfort zone or try on our friend's clothing and see how that makes us feel or try on our sister's clothing and see how that makes us feel and and start to really get clear and write down what does feel like us because when we do get really clear on that and we are able to show up fully in that version of ourselves, and I think that sometimes people can say oh you know it's just physical or it's just material things clothing is just material but or exterior but it is so much more than that because we have this opportunity to express who we are to the world and being seen in the in the context of being seen by other human beings is this we all as human beings have this innate desire to be seen and loved and appreciated by our peers by people that we respect or people that are in our tribe and when we are seen as the person that we truly are that's incredibly healing and it's incredibly reinforcing and we begin to not only feel more comfortable and confident with expressing this place but we then therefore feel a lot more deeply connected to who we truly are and that's such a rewarding and deeply fulfilling feeling so with that enjoy today's episode i'd love it if you shared it with a friend if you if you'd enjoyed it or if you think that someone else would love to understand their own creative process a lot better Otherwise, message me on Instagram, let me know your thoughts. I hope this December is treating you well and that you're not too overwhelmed, but the light is at the end of the tunnel of 2020. I can't believe that this year is coming to a close. It's a good feeling. Much love to you and I will see you soon. Okay, welcome Rukaya. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Um, yeah, it's so nice just 
it's Friday, we've got some sun, don't we? Yes. Yeah. I know, it's so good. And I've been meaning to talk to you for a while now because yeah. I have been a long time fan of your brand and your website oh, and, <laughs> uh, and your curation of products. So for anyone who doesn't know Rukaya, she's got a beautiful online store of homewares and sort of like a, a curation of, is it vintage and new? Yes, so I, I started with antiques and vintage and things that I found on my travels, um, but it has evolved a little bit to um, now I make more of my own things and objects and items. Um, but I think vintage, the core, it will always be a big part of 4th Street just because I love antiques, I love vintage, I love mixing old with new. Yeah, mm -hmm. so um, that's. I guess it has evolved, but it, it won't always, yeah, vintage will always be a big part. Absolutely, and that's exactly why I've always been quite drawn to your brand because you, I can tell that you infuse your selection of um, products online mm -hmm. from a very personal place. Yes. And it's quite clear that you've got this very beautiful eye for detail and design. And I remember when you first started and I had a look at your website and I was actually quite struck by <laughs> your, not only your ability to curate in a specific um, I guess selection of products yes. but I could see your own eye for design and detail coming through in that and I think that yes. that is what I have loved to see is what you have put together so yes. even though it's an online store homeware store mm. it a very big and important part of that would be your experience in putting together these pieces is that right yes yes I love you know things that are a bit rough around the edges with things and um, combining them with things that are smooth and shiny and how it how they can all just come together um seamlessly mm, yeah yes so in today today's chat i want to start um well i want to ask you further around the importance of home and objects and yes. the idea that what the way that we curate our environments really do have an effect on us not just on a pleasure level looking aesthetically but also underneath it and how we connect to objects and how creating beautiful objects or spaces in our home really does affect us on a soul level or an internal level as well yes finding clarity in your creative thoughts so some you know whether it's traveling or being in nature or um, just having stillness or time away from you know the noise that we are constantly around I think that's really important and also just finding systems that work for you if it's if it's a mood board or if it's having a plan with some structure with things that you want to create um yeah I find I can't have too much of one I can't be too free otherwise things will just never happen I need a little bit of a plan but then if there's too much pressure then it hinders my flow as well so just finding that balance and what works for you have you always been clear about what your style or have you always known how to take the creativity and pull out what you want to do from it or has it taken time to actually understand it i guess my yeah the core of the voice and my style i think has been Quite the same but yeah naturally it does evolve over time and um, I've kept I still do love everything that was on 4th Street at the very beginning and it's been two years now so I've kept the same clothes for you know eight years of yeah so I think the core is the same but yeah, naturally we do evolve and mm -hmm. um, whether it's liking more color and or getting a little bit carried away with everyone mm. things that other people are doing at a certain time that happens too doesn't it absolutely <laughs> it does younger. so what are the, some of the things that you do to connect to that creative space so I find if I set out days to plan and be, be creative um, having that works quite well for me you know I'll have my days where I need to do accounting or more mundane tasks and then um, and then I'll have creative days.
but then in saying that I might be you know in my bed with my laptop and it's um, and from five to late I'll just have a big spurt of planning and, and mm. creativity mm. and finding you know people that I want to collaborate with mm. um, or I'll just find someone on Instagram and that will go down a, you know in a <laughs> rabbit hole so yes there is a little bit of structure but not too much structure but I I guess that's the beauty and I work for myself so there's no one to really answer to apart from projects and timelines that I've created for myself. Mm. Uh, yeah, so there's no there's no pressure. Mm. Um, there's pressure to make money of course. Mm. But, um, yeah, but not to be creative. Mm. Um, yeah. So you find it really helpful to actually not have tasks on days that you're being creative and not try and schedule and creative creativity onto days where you've got tasks to do. Yeah, I th well I just try and plan my week. So on a Saturday or Sunday I'll I'll plan the week ahead and I'll kind of I'll hourize the days as the, you know, there'll be a bit of freedom within those, but it's just nice for me to know what I want to achieve in the coming week and um yeah, because when you break it down into hours, there's, there's not really many hours at all. No, not when you account for lunch, breakfast, dinner, <laughs> and toilet, know. and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, just our, our yeah. So that's been really good. Just um, hourizing the days. Otherwise, okay. they just disappear, and you're busy, but it's you know, but not necessarily productive. So mm. that's definitely been a key part of my process, and then adding the structure around the um, creativity. So I've got, um, I'll have a product plan for each month and what's going to be released. If I'm doing collaborations with people, it's just staying on top of, um, staying on top of those because mm. your months can just disappear and then it's all very well having ideas but without the structure. Mm. Um, nothing happens. <laughs> Absolutely, and there is that theory that we actually can be more creative when we do have structure because yes. we hold space for that creativity to occur, but then we can actually, like you said, pull that through and use it in a way that's effective mm. and actually allows us to move forward. Yeah. You mentioned knowing or understanding your own creative ways is really important, and maybe vision boards or mood boards work for you. Mm. What are some of your favourite ways to be creative? So, um, well, of course, with creativity, there's so many different uh, applications. So for me, so I'm working on a jewellery collab uh, collaboration with a jewellery brand at the moment, mm. and we're doing a uh, like a spoon set and some other items, and that's been amazing. We've got lots of different references from history and designers we admire and um, of course vintage objects and yes yeah, so we've both kind of got this working PDF I've, I don't have I've taught myself in design I've taught myself I need to teach myself CAD and all those things but I haven't got to it yet um, but yeah it's just a combination of scribbles that we've uploaded and then arrows and notes and that's been quite interesting also working on a salt and pepper shaker with another um, with another brand that I admire and so that's the same, you know, um, lots of vintage and antique mm -hmm. salt and pepper shakers or shapes that we like and now we've um, drawn all over them and yeah, and with measurements and so that's been a really nice way of collaborating. Of course, I mean the internet's just amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. with, in terms of collaborating and everything's just so live and yeah. you can talk to people on the other side of the world mm. and it's um I've always got something exciting to wake up to because when I'm sleeping other you know people I'm working on projects where they're awake so yeah. I always wake up read my emails and you know that starts the day with a bit of excitement yeah um, so yeah that's quite cool working with those different time zones. Uh, yeah, so that mood boards and visual, so yeah, just keeping references. I mean, it's although it's 
It's hard when you've got, you know, screenshots on Instagram, saved folders on Instagram, you've got Pinterest, I've got mm. files on my computer, it's all just, it's still <laughs> everywhere. So. I was going to ask you if you had a system for all that or, uh, or not. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's a business idea for someone out there. Um, I know, but then a weird whole other thing to... <laughs> I know. <laughs> start with good intentions and then just be a whole nother yeah whole another app to download i know so collaborations and boards are your two main ones to stay creative yes so collaborations definitely mood boards visual references doodles uh yeah Mm, yeah really cool and it's like i guess it's an extension of the scrapbook it's still online i really want one of those ipads that you can draw on um really yeah i think that might be a present to myself at the end of the year definitely (laughs) so you're clearly quite creative in terms of drawing and do you find that that's the way that you transfer your ideas down yeah, so like at school it was always a bit of a juggle. I guess this is the conflict I had when I left school because I loved economics, loved geography, um, loved English and writing and all those more academic subjects, but then I loved painting and, mm. and design. Yes, and drawing does, it's, it's just an easy way to um, get down ideas, mm. yeah, especially when you... Um, I'm probably not the best drawer, but just having, um, being able to scribble things down is, mm. is so powerful, yeah. Mm, it absolutely is, and mm. it actually is a transfer of energy too, and oftentimes even writing a to-do list or yes. writing things down, journaling, is actually a transfer of energy. Well, you, um, I sell these beautiful self-practice workbooks, and... I was talking to Lauren Trent, who's the founder, and she said, um, and she said something that stuck with me. It's like journaling is one of the most overlooked and yet simple tools for wellness mm. and, and well-being, and mm. so easy. And uh, this one journaling task that I love that I overlooked down was just free writing, and mm. um, you know, just setting the timer for six, seven minutes and just write, you just write, 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 and it's so fascinating what comes to the surface, mm-hmm. and it, it's almost like a window to your subconscious and mm-hmm. what's going on, um, and even one of the things that came up was the, the, my cluttered wardrobe was annoying me, mm-hmm. and it's not something, it's something that, you know, every day I just probably, I wasn't even aware of it, but just chip away, chip away, just, annoying annoying mm. you know and then I kind of coordinated everything chat you know got rid of a whole lot of things mm. and just even that lifted me mm. hugely so yeah and some days I'll free write and you know there won't nothing really will come out of it but it's it does make feel you make you feel lighter but in other times you'll have more of those powerful mm. prompts which yeah so that's definitely something that I love to do in free writing. Absolutely, that's awesome and I think that's such an important reminder for everyone who has maybe fallen out of the habit of journaling or hasn't even tried journaling before, it's just a really easy way to start, it's just writing down whatever comes through. Yeah, and setting that timer because you'll you'll have, yeah, you'll have, you know, you'll have little moments of losing concentration but then Mm. just having that set time I think, you know, push forward and Mm. It is, you know, it's a touch long, so you do kind of, yeah, it is. Mm. Quite really interesting what you're saying about setting the timer because it almost does reinforce that accountability of yes. you don't have to be here for a long time, just a short time, get down whatever comes through first, yes. and that's going to be what you need to get down on paper mm. today. It's like a brain dump, you know, because there's so much noise, and it's just, you're just kind of, transferring it like you said onto the paper mm. onto the piece of paper mm. yeah and it's so powerful you're right in creating clarity some of my best ideas have come through through journaling yeah and sometimes it can be really surprising what comes through yeah 
what are some of the other things that you do in your home mm. that allow you to feel more connected to your space of creativity and intuition? Well, I love my... So, I, I am quite an extrovert, <laughs> but I am also quite an introvert. I just, um, like I just love my room. <laughs> I spend so much time just in my room. Um, so it's important that it's nice and tidy and um, mm. I've got my desk, yeah. Um, also nature, I love going for walks and uh, you know again with or without a timer and just um, exploring, going down little funny paths that I otherwise wouldn't. Mm. I, that was quite, that was something that I did over lockdown, the first lockdown, I really just appreciated going for walks and going for bush walks and going down to the water. Uh, yes, so mm. just exploring nature. When living in New Zealand, it's, we've got so much of it. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, the more you go, you notice different flowers at different times and different sounds and it is, it's just it's really nice being in tune mm. with the changes and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me how you started your business or what was mm. the decision behind starting your business? So I got back from New York where I did a year. And what were you doing from, in New York? So I used the J1 visa. I was working at Bulgari, which is yeah. the jewellery and watch. Yes, yeah, so incredible. Just, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I love, like, I love jewellery. Um, it, it, yeah, it was, it was such a good job. I just would swan around this um, beautiful city, making sure everyone was happy. So, um, yeah, yeah, I loved, um, loved that, and loved the whole customer service aspect and the relationships and the people. Um, that, yeah, so. That was great. So I got back and I guess I've always been a little bit conflicted because I've always been creative but then I've thought, oh, I need to, you know, work in something that will be structure and, and mini and all those things. Um, then I realised, you know, what I should just monetize my own interests. Yes, yeah, so I worked in property and then I... Yeah, I thought I just want to monetize my own interests. I love finding things, I love sourcing things, I love home and the environment, I love curating and um, sourcing things that other people don't have. So that's so I thought oh, I'll just start Fourth Street. And yes, yeah, so I got a mood board, approached a designer that I really admired and wanted to work with, and some brands that I wanted to stock. And it all just happened quite seamlessly. I had no idea what I was doing. If I think about mm -hmm. starting something now, it would be very different. Mm. That whole first year was just, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was more learning because I hadn't done anything like that before. And now, you know, two years in, I feel I know... I'm just so glad that I started because I know, you know, margins and I know, you know, the packaging and freight and importing and exporting, I've just learnt so much, but I learnt that from just immersing myself in it and, um, yeah, I'm just so glad I just started. Mm. That's what I tell friends, if they want, if they want to start something, it's just start. Mm. Because it will never be a, a perfect time. No. you just got to start, yeah. And the older you get, the more, the less risk-adverse we tend to become. Um, you know, yeah, it's nice to just throw yourself into things when you're younger, a little bit naive, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> Youthful naivety is the way lots of businesses yes. start. So if you could but should, again, there should be a way to, um, I find it, I'm way more cautious now, you know, mm -hmm. with every, so I wonder, I wonder how I can regain a bit of that, um, yeah, regain a bit of my youth. <laughs> yeah, some of that youthful confidence. Yeah, journaling. <laughs> yeah, journaling. Um, 
what would you say to yourself or if there was one piece of wisdom or information that you could give yourself to when you first started your business what would that be oh gosh get a good accountant <laughs> it's taken me so long to get a good one um yes like there are certain things you shouldn't um like my first accountant i was like oh yeah i'll go with her because she's cheap and that's not something it's not how you should choose an accountant and mm-hmm. um, does it end up costing you more money mm-hmm. just yeah have a plan and goals goals are important because you can see I mean it's so good even just zero just seeing mm-hmm. comparing years and comparing but yeah having goals was I find working backwards is really powerful for me so I'll say oh um this is what I want to have achieved in a year and then I'll work backwards and I'll make my monthly product plan or you know slot into the months but working backwards so that mm. yeah goals are goals are so important just in terms of mm. where you want to be but also seeing where you've come from and mm. tracking your growth and because it's easy to just forget um Yes, it is. It's very easy to forget. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was just talking to someone about this last night. It's so easy to remember our faults or our mistakes, but yeah. for some reason we forget our accomplishments and our the things we're proud of so quickly. Yes, I heard a good quote, a comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. You know, you'll compare yourselves and you'll be like, oh my God, I'm so slow. And for me, yeah, we just need to... Um, we're all on our own journey. Absolutely. I think that we are so hard on ourselves. And so what do you think was the hardest thing to starting your business? The hardest thing... Well, I guess... I wouldn't say hard. It's a challenge, but it's a challenge that I'm grateful for. Is, you know, I started it with $10,000 and... Um, and it's all been very organic and I've had to probably because it's all just yes self-funded and organic so I've had to think ideas have to probably take longer mm. than I if I had lots of money mm. <laughs> but I'm also grateful because if I had lots of money when I started I probably would have just spent it all on that testing phase and I'm just so glad that I started lean with and I've learnt and just kept tweaking and quick kept tailoring my offering to mm. what's responded and then, and then I think that's you know that's been more powerful than true um, mm. so yeah I'm grateful for that challenge absolutely yeah. and you do hear um, in, in business when you've got a lean budget to start up you do have to firstly become really clear about what your customers are wanting and needing because you yes. don't have much of a budget to kind of splash around to different yes. areas yeah but you also get really creative around what's most important as a priority to spend the money on yes. which teaches you so much about what works what doesn't work you're more on that ground level as opposed to that high up level of um, kind of just seeing what just doing something and seeing what the effect is you have yeah. to actually really know what's working yes and you learn and you respond and um just keep tweaking keep, keep tailoring and yeah so i found that i mean it is it's hard when you know you've got an idea you start something all you've got really is instagram and your few friends and to grow that is um you know i'm still such a secret I think you know some people know about me but no, no one really in the scheme of things so it's just mm. growing something from an idea and I guess yeah you've just got to keep going so people can find you mm. that will like because it is you know everything's um yeah, yeah and what do you find is the most effective way to reach your customers so Instagram has been I would say pivotal um yeah i think it's i mean it's the cheapest it's the most effective way of finding like-minded people because i you know four street's not um a demographic as such or it's not you know a woman between 25 and 35 you're like you 
see sometimes it's it's more the aesthetic so mm -hmm. whether it is male or female or 65 plus or 28 it's it's mm -hmm. the aesthetic so Instagram is really powerful in helping curate that and um, also for just finding people that you want to create collaborate with mm -hmm. people that um, it's it's amazing there's people that I admire um, interior designers in New York and Sydney that um, that are now connected to through Fourth Street and then being customers or um, just even having conversations. I've got this mm -hmm. beautiful network that I otherwise wouldn't have. So mm -hmm. yeah, just that um, connectivity, closeness, the mm. collaboration. It's yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, mm. but then that's one of the amazing things about when you do grow and start and build your own business. You're only you're not just building a business. You're building a community. And when yes. your business is an extension of the things that you love and the things that you represent, then your community is just an extension of that. Yes. It can be the most amazing way to meet like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it is an incredible tool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hear such negative things about Instagram, but there, there's also there's also beauty. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like we were saying, it's easier to remember the bad things than it is the good things. Totally. I know, like... Just don't follow annoying people. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> just mute them if you can't unfollow. It's just it's yeah. quite simple, really, isn't it? I think you just have to feed what makes you. You know, if you hang out with someone, you don't feel better after that meeting. Just don't hang out with them. Yeah. Or if you don't, the same with Instagram. If someone doesn't, yeah, I guess it's just. It's yeah. Exactly. Just you're just gonna feed feed your soul and and yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> Um, what has been the biggest hurdle so far with business? Uh, I guess, like I said before, you know, comparisons and when you compare yourself, yourself and your journey to other people's or, um, you know, I guess when a little bit of self-doubt creeps in, just, um, yeah, just checking, just, yeah, I think you've just, just got to constantly keep believing in yourself or, um, yeah, mm. yeah. And when that self-doubt does creep in, what are some tools or rituals that you do to bring you back? Well, I've, I've got a great support network and I've got, um, you know, I guess some people don't, like, get a fourth street or, you know, or, um, and then the people, the people that do get it and do understand the aesthetic and what I'm trying to achieve and what where I want to be are the people that are important. Mm. So just um, yeah, listening to the support network and um, and yeah, yeah, just believing in yourself. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's so important to remember. And you just reminded me of something: people not getting it, yes. and them not being your people. Yes. And that is so true and so reflective of any business because there will be always people that, that just don't get it. They just don't get it. And yeah. for some reason, sometimes that makes us feel like we're doing it wrong, or we're not mm -hmm. actually we're not um, understood. It makes us feel yes. misunderstood, or you know. It, can kind of get us in that rut but yeah. when we remember that on the flip side there are actually always going to be people that get it and those yes. are your people those are your people and just going to keep them around yeah it is and I, you know i guess it is a little bit niche um but um like yeah so but then you know it's just the, yeah the people that do get it and are your people yeah. and they are they are out there yeah yeah if you've got a vision and you can see it clearly then other people will be able to see that and understand it yes. and they will resonate with it and those are your people yes I remember when I started my previous business the raw kitchen which yes. was a raw food shop <laughs> when I started it my boyfriend at the time my family all said okay that's nice dear. Like, we don't understand it, but go, go but you, you do you. Yeah. And it was a bit weird at the time, but six or seven years later, I was like, well, I don't want to say I told you so, but yeah. it was actually, there were my people eventually, and I found them yeah. eventually, and they found me eventually, but I think that there are always in those 
not even early days, always will be yeah. those people that just will never get it. Yes. And even that relates to beyond business, even in social situations yes. or friendships, there will always be people who maybe just don't get you, but mm. they're just not your people. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. So, moving to more personal, mm. what has helped you to become clearer about who you are? I think you've always got a little bit of a, a gauge of who you are, but then getting older, I think, yeah. has been quite, you know, that's good. It's just uh, your values just get more cemented and, mm. um, yeah, that, that's been quite good. Just, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, another that's really tricky. No, yeah. that's really a good point is your values and yes. getting clear about what your values are to understand yes. who you are. Yeah. And getting older helps. Getting older helps. <laughs> but then, yeah, everything just gets, um, I think you just get, yeah, I just feel like I've got a bit more clarity with who I am, what my values are, um, what's important to me. And then it's just reflective of the life that you build, whether it's where you spend your money, because you know, every, every time you spend money, it's like voting for the world that you want to live in. So whether it's not buying fast fashion or um, and buying organic if you can, or shop, even just shopping at a butcher or a fishmonger mm. instead of the supermarket. Mm. Um, yeah. So everything. Yeah, just, um, yeah. It is a tricky one because, you know, sometimes those options can be more expensive, but uh, yeah, I can go, you know, you can go to the market for, and spend $20 on lots of vegetables and then go to the butcher, you know, you don't need meat with every meal, you know, it's um, just making those choices and tailoring and tailoring mm. your life with who you hang out with and yeah, just everything. Yeah. So true, yeah. Yeah. voting with your dollar and also <laughs> investing because every single purchase we make is an investment into ourselves or not. Yes. And so when we think of how we spend our money, do we want to, do we want to be investing to ourselves with fast fashion or fast food, yeah. or do we want to be investing into ourselves with things that are actually going to feel good and experience yes. it as um, is what is aligned with our values? Like I I realize that I don't like lots of things. Like I don't, I'm not like a thingy. You know, I'm not a thingy person. I actually don't like excess I don't like I keep the same thing for years like um yeah I don't like even with beauty products I've just got six or seven eight things mm. that I have when I use them to the very last drop mm. once they're finished I'll replace them I'll and in this world of just, excess yes. that we currently live in we don't need that much we just we just we just don't need it yeah. really don't yeah. and I think that it actually becomes confusing yeah. because you can, you end up in a space where you've got so much stuff clutter that it's hard to get clear around what you actually love and what you don't love and yeah. what you who you actually are amongst yeah. all the noise and that's it's a funny thing with gifts like um because I guess Fall Street is a, is a great place to find gifts but I've got a such lenient return policies and um you know i even say if you with candles you know if you, candlesticks you know try them in your home if you don't like them just return them obviously mm. within a week mm. because the worst is just being surrounded by something that you don't like mm. or a purchase that you wanted to return and you weren't allowed to and then mm. it annoys you every time you look at it because mm you accidentally purchased it. I understand that and I think you should only surround yourself with things that you truly love. Objects, people, thoughts yeah. that serve us. Yeah, just recognising what does and what doesn't. Mm. Well that leads us really nicely into creating a home environment that is very reflective of yourself, your style and your personal, um, mm. I guess how you want to feel at home. What would you say? Yeah. to someone who wants to declutter or wants to actually start to create a more refined style for themselves what are some tips that you could share with them 
I think just really getting in tune with how something makes you feel when you look at it and recognizing that and just um, and if it doesn't if it annoys you or you know if, even if it's a top that you love it just doesn't fit right so you don't you know it just annoys you when you try it on recognizing what makes you feel good and what doesn't and then just um, and just yeah just keeping it all circular and donate it or give it away to someone that will um, will enjoy it is Mm. Yeah. There is an element of actually being really ruthless and I think sometimes giving away something that either you've spent a lot of money on and have regretted it or yeah. you haven't worn it that much, you want to get wear out of it or you just think you might use it one day. Yeah. Those three things are when you just have to be ruthless and go, no, these are no's. If it's a maybe, yeah. it's a no. Yes, yes. And when you, know, when you look at your wardrobe, there's probably only 20% that you do wear. Um, we, we just... Yeah, I think as humans we really don't need as much as we have and I think that's the problem with what you know our planet at the moment and everything and, and so yeah I do get a little bit conflicted sometimes with you know selling things but everything in 4th Street I intend you know I think about Will it look the same in 20 years? Yes. Mm. Or will it, you know, if it's brass, will it just patina and get better with age? Um, you know, it's not, if it's break, can it be fixed? Yes, all those things. Um, mm. So it's, it's, yeah, it's not about excess, it's just considering what you surround yourself with. Mm. And um, because, yeah, we, we do like nice things and um, we can just, yeah, so just making your purchases considered and only mm. buying what you love. Also think about think about things, you know, if you still want something in three months after thinking, you're probably going to still want it in a year. Mm. And just not being frantic and Absolutely and I think that there's sometimes an element of frantic when you really want something for that night to wear. Yes. Or there's um, something you just want, you want to complete the room before the relatives come over, so you yes, want to buy that last yes. piece. But remembering that no one, no one most of the time will ever notice, it's about how oh, you feel. And I say this to, like, to clients and people all the time, you know, oh, I need a coffee table, so go and buy a, a filler coffee table that's cheap and that you don't love, and then with the intention of replacing it, but then you know, for the price of two mediocre coffee tables, you could get something quite beautiful. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if there's, there isn't something in a corner, you can live without it, you know. Mm -hmm. you can, even, I mean, even dining tables and chairs, you can, you know, mm -hmm. you can sit on the floor, you don't, and you sit on a couch, you don't need, we really don't need that much. Yeah. yeah. Such an important lesson, I think, it's just going back to the way we used to live. Mm. Everything was made slowly, everything was made carefully, yes. everything was very curated and chosen specifically because it was loved and that they were going to have it for 10 years. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So just a few more quick fire questions. Mm -hmm. What are your spiritual beliefs and do you have any spiritual practices? I think I'm quite spiritual but yeah, I wouldn't know how to explain it. I, I always, um, I guess I just have a deeper thought and belief that everything will just be okay mm -hmm. and um, everything happens for a reason. I, yeah, I do meditate and, and all that. But yeah, just, and just being nice, being kind, being nice. Everyone has such a different connection to spirituality that it's often mm. hard to put into words because yes. most of the time it is something we can't quite explain. Yes. But having, what does that connection feel like for you? I think it's just, it's it's all a work in progress. It's all, you know, we've got to constantly work on ourselves and and also our spirituality. Um, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's And it's also having anxiety and having those things and then learning the tools that, that will help you through it that then you can then implement mm -hmm. moving forward into your life and um, 
Yeah, it's all just a journey and we've just got, got mm. to constantly work at it. It's just one of those things like like for muscles, it's your, mm. I mean your mind and learning, but then also spirituality, I think. Yeah, there's, there's never really an end, you've just got to keep, keep at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what does intuition feel like for you? I, well, I guess everything I do is quite intuitive, whether it's... Um, you know, if I don't feel like breakfast, I won't eat breakfast. Or if I don't feel like a coffee, I'll... But then if I do, I just... You know, I don't have many rules. I've just got... I just do what feels right at the time. Mm. And, um, yes, even with working with people... You know, you'll always have a bad feeling. And, I mean, yeah, it's just listening, listening to your gut and your subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> And so last question, what are you working on at the moment? So I've got a few things that I want to release before Christmas. So just making sure that they are, they happen. I've also, I might have an opportunity in Sydney to do a pop-up. So I was going to move in, you know, January, February, but it might be a little bit sooner. So just kind of mentally getting my head around that. So you're relocating? Maybe, so it's, I'm just waiting for something to come through, so yeah, so working on that, just to get, just, just getting through this year that's been 2020, I think. Oh. <laughs> we all, we, we all need a, we all need a bit of we break. The holiday. <laughs> <laughs> that's really exciting. Gosh. Well, yeah. I think that that's such a, um, a really perfect representation of the hard work that you've put in. Mm. So you should be really proud of yourself that this has come through or this opportunity to relocate and I think that's also a reflection of having an online business now means you do have that flexibility to Mm. do things that are feeling right for you and aligned and intuitive or... Yes, um, and challenges can be... I mean, challenges are good and that's how we grow up in. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Thank you. Awesome. And so what's the best piece of wisdom that you've ever received just to sign out? Oh, gosh. Um... Actually, this one that I always come back to is, and that's what I was saying before, how challenges are so important and, you know, there are always, more often than not, like blessings in disguise and I think the best one that I love is uh, The Obstacle Shows You The Way by showing you what isn't the way. Yeah, so I, I quite like that one. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is, it's just, it's reframing challenges and hard mm. times with actually this is happening for me and not to me and mm. I'm going to grow and this is, you know, if mm. life was just easier all the time, we wouldn't, we wouldn't learn we need, anything. We need, yeah, we need the challenges. We do. They're very important. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.